Hello and uh, welcome back to another episode of Popping Crease. I have uh, our usual co-hosts uh, Anand and Ani and also uh, Shizad who's on the show as well once again. So moving to the other uh, other Boxing Day test and this is probably like what a lot of Indian fans are looking forward to for like ages right now because uh, it's the India Tour of South Africa, the final frontier as Star Sports has labeled it. Uh, the only overseas tour that India has not won a series in, uh, which as a South African fan, I take great pride in, and I hope uh, it doesn't get broken. But to be extremely honest, this seems like the best chance for India. But consequently, it also feels like these two sides are really young. If you just, both teams have like two, three senior players who have played each other before, and only one guy really has a great record against each other from both teams. So it's like a, you really don't know what to expect, whereas Indian bowlers have shown it across the globe that they can perform anywhere. So there's a lot to look forward to. But yeah, looking at both these batting sides, it doesn't look bad. You don't know a clear answer as to who's a better batting side because uh, in South Africa, uh, Dean Elgar has the best average against India's bowling. And he blows, tends to blow hot and cold, but he's done well at home conditions. Uh, Quinton Dickock is probably not playing more than one test, maybe two because of his paternity leave. Markram's young and he's up and coming. So maybe this is the series where he really breaks out completely once again. Um, and Rassi too is in good form. But he's never played India. So that's a big question mark. But when you look at the Indian batting order, Pujara had a good 2013 tour. He didn't have a great 2018 tour and he's in the slump. So I really don't see him improving much on that 2018 average. And there's no Rohit Sharma or Shubman Gill, two guys who are great with the short ball. So, apart from Virat Kohli, who just loves these conditions, Ajinkya Rahan is the only other guy who's really scored a lot of runs in South Africa. So, I actually feel like Rahan is going to be a definite starter along with Bihari because he scored in the A tour. But who really has the better batting side? I don't see both these sides capable of putting 350 plus scores anywhere in this series. Yeah, I don't know. I think. Um... The thing with um, South Africa is that um, losing Quinton de Kock is a big, big blow. And if they're going to lose for two tests, I would say that um, they are at a bit of a disadvantage as compared to India because um, India also have their own mercurial uh, explosive batter and punt. And I do expect punt to do well in South Africa. So that um, when when you take de Kock out of the equation, then um, I see India having the better batting side. But yes, Rohit Sharma is the biggest blow because I think he's the best white mm-hmm. ball. I mean, red ball player, not white ball. Sorry. Best, yeah, best all-format player. On-form, yeah. <laughs> On-form, yeah. You can just say best all-format player at the moment. Um, but I still think Kohli is maybe do a big one and he he should hit somewhere or the other. And um, yeah, he's been averaging 27 or something for the last one and a half years. I, yeah, I and do. Sri Lanka and West Indies are coming pretty soon. So, you know, it's all planned out really well. Yeah, and the thing with no, Rassi... I've been saying he's due for a big one for like two years now. Like, I know. I've been saying this since the World Cup. Like, it's it's getting a little tiring, honestly. I I believe in the guy, but come on. Like, this is... I, I really think uh, there could be a conspiracy where uh, Ganguly has put in a spring or a reverse spring or something that gets Kohli out. So, massive conspiracy there. Uh, no, I really think uh, Rohit Sharma is a big loss because he... 
I think he's really had a renaissance here and I have actually been a very harsh critic of him because you know people would always talk very highly of him but I was like well he really <clears throat> you know hasn't performed overseas and I think uh, while I still don't think he is uh, one of the all-time greats overall in all formats but I really do think that he's redeemed himself by you know his performance in the English tour where he showed a lot of patience um Mm. So I think he would be a big loss and truth be told uh, you know if they are going with uh, I don't know who are the openers Mayank Agarwal and uh, um, <clears throat> I don't know who would replace Rahul, Rahul. 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 right yeah. um, Rahul and Gill mostly Oh would it I thought Gill is not playing right so would it yeah, be Agarwal Yeah I think he means usually it would been Rahul and Gill okay. Yeah and yeah Gill is not an opener regardless of how well they start I'd like to see him in the middle order though I'd like to see the right. possibility of him coming mm. sort of pujara or something but i don't think they'll do that right now so the the other interesting thing uh, and alan correct me if i'm wrong i think you would know this better than me but the first test is at centurion and then if i'm not mistaken the next two are at johannesburg right yeah and india has never won a, i mean india has never lost a test at johannesburg right right uh, they, last so, one's cape town right like it, no i think the test game? got moved from cape town oh, I think it moved. Got uh, moved. No, it's in Pretoria. It's I mean, it's a different stadium, though it is in Johannesburg. It, it is a different stadium. So second test at Wanderers oh, okay. and third test at Pretoria. So oh, okay. two different oh, stadiums. Okay. I thought I thought they were playing both. So this is another weird question mark on the series because I thought because of COVID they've agreed to play the last two tests at Joburg. Now if that is the case, I don't know that yet, but. if that is the case then <clears throat> i think india have a tremendous advantage because they tend to like that ground and it's not uh, you know while joburg is a very sporting wicket i don't think it's a centurion or a cape town or whatever or a port elizabeth for example where bowlers have a massive advantage i could be wrong mm. i haven't looked at the stats but uh, yeah i think that's another interesting element that will play out in the series right so <clears throat> while uh, i don't think unfortunately again i would love to see india lose i don't think that might happen i think the best result that might come out of this is you know somehow a one all you know i south africa doesn't tend to have draws so i don't expect a five day draw but maybe the weather doesn't hold mm-hmm. up or something happens yeah. but uh, yeah it's it's so, it's interesting the, I, you know i was reading somewhere they have six uh, Uh, fast bowlers in the squad mm-hmm. and seamers or seven or something like that so yeah, there's seven something seamers. There. seven seamers right so yeah. i hope that you know the curators are on south africa's side and build these green tops so i can really see a lot of indian batsmen struggling in these conditions i don't think it'll be a cakewalk like a lot of the media has made it seem uh, seem to be so yeah i think also, the reason the media is like that is india has coasted on reputation for like so long And like also we see, the, we hear Virat Kohli's name, and it's like, mm. oh yeah, it's Virat Kohli. Of course, he's gonna do well. And it's like, yeah, when is he actually going to do well? Like, it's it's about time. Same with Pujara. Mm. I think Pujara played relatively, like, really good, relatively well in um, the England tour. Uh, I right. thought uh, he kind of had a few really, really good innings there. And Pujala uh, is a weird weakness against uh, spin. I saw that in the New Zealand series as well. Like he tends to, for he's a bizarre and again he's a real weird cricketer. Maybe Keshav Maharaj gets to him, right? And and I think with Kohli, the point you're making, uh, you know, Kohli, everyone, you know, you're right. The media hypes up everything about India and Kohli. I remember in that 2018 English series when he scored that hundred at Edgbaston and you know had a great series. 
the whole talk was about oh he's put his ego aside and you know he doesn't play fish at the fourth or fifth stump well he's done that consistently after that and the interesting thing about kohli is i think he is obviously out there to try and prove a point uh and maybe in trying to prove that point he plays some really silly strokes or gives away his wicket which he has you know he tends to do in the last two yeah. years so yeah. i think it will be interesting mm. yeah and another point that i'd like to make on this media hype it's also that the mainstream media in india does not really follow cricket they just follow storylines so apart from like a cricket info or like a, the cricketer nobody really knows about this like the the article that you mentioned with south africa having seven pace bowlers only cricket folk would come up with that because they actually follow cricket but the mainstream media would definitely hype this indian team because there's so much favorable storyline content that comes out of it that it's just easy for you to do your job so that's like i'm pretty sure that lot of these mainstream dudes are going to be super surprised with the likes of glenton sturman or duan olivier coming and just like ripping through this indian attack if that happens he'll be really surprised like oh this dude didn't play international cricket for 3 years but look at him he's just got the indian batting lineup which is arguably the best in the world to like catch like pluck their strings or whatever like you know i'm i'm pretty sure this headline is right around the corner well i mean the indian media is still busy uh, you know covering the whole ganguly versus anushka yeah. sharma so i think you're expecting wait, wait, wait. yeah no, wait, 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 wait what is this i, I didn't know this was a thing yeah 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 i mean there were certain uh, news outlets that uh, <clears throat> were covering i think i saw it on twitter the other day alankrit i don't know if you saw the same but yeah, they were talking about it right right anushka sharma and how she's destroyed virat mm. kohli ever since i have even read posts on twitter that are i mean fabulous in terms of how stupid they are there was someone who claimed that the isi from pakistan has uh, what was it honey trapped virat kohli with anushka sharma <laughs> so, i mean that would be pretty hardcore on pakistan side that they would do they would go so far for a cricketer that they won't even face in a bilateral yeah. series <laughs> exactly and i'm like uh, that's a uh, pretty uh, interesting but uh, no but anyways the indian media is quite pathetic if you ask me a lot of their uh, coverage is based on i mean they're still fixated on the whole you know and i hate calling ganguly dada but the whole like dada versus kohli and all this nonsense mm, yeah. um, I, i just you know technically speaking i think with kohli um, he really hasn't shown much in these last two years i mean listen he's a fantastic cricketer he could come out and score a double century paul we know right so anything's possible uh, you know and mm-hmm. i think there are a few unknowns with uh, you know with south africa's bowling attack so rabada's great uh, keshav maharaj i think is a great spinner in tests also very good consistent but you know engidi i think hasn't really played a lot of cricket so there are question marks yeah. there and i think with uh, is it who's the english cold pack guy coming back dwayne oliver yeah dwayne oliver yeah. yeah right right so he's coming back to prove a point and i think uh, this is one of the underlying story arcs that really hasn't covered right that a lot of the south african yeah. public and media are really hating him right now and are against him because he made a statement a few years ago or a, mu- a few months ago that he would he love to, to play, play for, for england, england. yeah Yeah. Correct, correct. So there are a lot of these underlying, you know, story arcs. But if you ask me, uh, looking at and again, I think um, Alan, you're a much bigger follower of South African cricket than I have been in the last few years. But one of the biggest question marks for me is Aidan Makram, and I say that because 
Dean Elgar is what he is. You know, he could succeed, he could fail, whatever. I think he disappointed me quite a lot in that um, 2019 series when they toured India. Mm-hmm. But then again, the whole squad was a disappointment. Um, I I feel that, you know, there are so many question marks, right? But Aiden Markram for me is, again, that guy who could potentially get a big daddy 100. And um, I think at this point, we'll even settle for a 100, let alone a big daddy 100 <laughs> or a double century yeah. or whatever. But he... To me, he's so stylish and so elegant and all of mm. that. And unfortunately, his only success for me has come against Australia. But uh, I really feel that if he really turns, you know, if he mm. really turns the page and performs in this series, then South Africa have a really good chance of winning this 2-1 or whatever. But yeah. uh, I think he holds the key in that in that batting lineup. He's kind of like the glue or the, you know, and the other players can yes. kind of play around him. So... Yeah, I completely agree with you because I think the two best batsmen uh, or batters uh, to be more gender neutral uh, with and staying with the times right now. So yeah, uh, the two best batters in the South African lineup is uh, or are uh, Markram and Rassi, the, the, the two guys who are most in form. They're playing, they're scoring a lot of runs uh, across formats, across uh, uh, different levels of cricket. So like these guys are the ones who are having the purple patch. Uh, Markram was fairly under uh, exposed uh, the last time India toured. So, uh, but then immediately after that, he faced Australia. He faced that amazing bowling attack and he showed himself. And then 2019 came along and there was a lot of away tours and again, a lot of underexposure. So he was not really grown as a cricketer. But, um, but I think he did very well in Pakistan, really. Uh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That Especially was against. Yeah, that's when yeah, I thought, okay, look, don't burden him with captaincy. Yeah. Don't give him. Any of the responsibilities, mm. keep him like this for three, four years till he exactly. reaches his peak. So, yeah. I, I so think he really looked really good well. in that Pakistan series. And the thing with Fanda Dusan is that he played well in Pakistan and West Indies, but I expect him to have a sterner test against India because one thing mm-hmm. which you notice is his feet don't move that much. And you can say footwork is overrated and all those, but in when it comes to swinging conditions, yeah, and with Indian bowlers who are actually very good enough to get the ball to move across the pitch. I think he needs to ensure that he knows where his off stump is and he needs to know yeah. that his... Uh, uh, and he needs to um, ensure that he has a good uh, blocking skills to overcome his limitation. He has shown that in Pakistan and all this, but uh, it's just that his 90s and 80s have not been the most convincing of 90s and 80s. And that's due to some kind of limitation. I don't blame him. He's, he's definitely risen about the weakness. But can he do it against this bowling attack? That is my biggest yeah, question. Big I think question, Markram Mark. can. I think yeah. Markram can, but with Rassi, mm-hmm. I, I still like to keep it on hold. But I think the bigger point is Nortia being injured because Nortia was the best bowler mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. year. And yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure I'm happy to see Dwayne Oliver and all those come back, but Nortia has been one of the best in the world. So Definitely. losing him He's is a such big a big miss. blow. Him yeah. and Quidike uh, in like the space of like seven days news broke yeah. it was like, it's a big miss that's why i but give yeah, India are, the bigger advantage but yeah, yeah you go on but there are there are positives out of this because um i think there are two exciting wicket-keeping talents in the on the bench there's ryan rickleton who's uh very much like a very quinton decock type player but he's more technically sound against spin he's a really good prospect and this kyle varina who's who's already been knocking on the doors of the first level so there are these two guys who can take this as an opportunity and you know stake a claim to even come into the main level, if not as a main wicketkeeper, but as a batter. So that's still possible. And one guy who's really going under the radar and is 
get he receives a lot of flack and that's babuma this is actually his best format so you know i wouldn't even want him to score 100 or like 70 80 even if he scores a consistent 40 50 that is a big contribution in a series like this so that's and he's a vice captain of the side and these guys seem to really respect him a lot they they played a lot of cricket together in the last one year and they seem to really respect babuma across all formats so i really want him to have a at least a consistent series where he makes very good contributions in winning cause not at least not not winning cause in at least positive causes so that's something that i'm looking forward to i think uh, this series uh, maybe it's a sunfoil series but it should be renamed to the turmoil series because <laughs> as much as we were talking about the bcci turmoil i think the turmoil going in south africa is far deeper and far more grave mm-hmm. uh, i won't yeah. get too much into it because you know um, i think it's been well covered there are obviously some very serious mm-hmm. race related issues and yeah. you know i think for years uh, cricket has been i mean i remember as being a fan in the 90s i would look at as a child i would look at south africa and i saw 11 white players um and i would look at my granddad and like aren't they from africa like shouldn't there be at least one or two black players mm-hmm. and obviously you know i i watched south african cricket since the readmission in 92 so i've kind of followed this whole trajectory and it's it's just a really i think it's a really difficult situation but here's my point i think um, the team that you know i think south africa the squad you know and i was reading this on cricket info again that they have about five or six colored players and by that day you know they were talking about three players of african uh, descent yeah. and three yeah. players of all of that so i think as much as the cricket world trivializes that at times and laughs at south africa i think we've reached a stage where that might be important to the players and mm-hmm. you know from uh, i i think the team that handles the turmoil the best will will win the series and i know it sounds cliche but a part of me also feels like you know south africa could just turn up the bowling unit could be really you know and at times like this sometimes the sporting squad gets closer together right and you mm-hmm. kind of play for each other and all of that stuff yeah. so maybe maybe south africa really rises to the top and and wins this but i think at this point mm. india are the favorites there's no doubt i think anyone has seen that coming away from you know from quite a distance but i think south africa the one thing i will say is they have a really good chance of upsetting india and winning this series is what i'll say because mm. the other thing is uh, south africa is not a place where uh, visiting batters get first of all a lot of hundreds let alone gigantic hundreds so you know if south africa are to win this series i think it's very obvious to say that it will be through their bowling and the batting will just be a supporting cast where you know if they, let's say if they get india out, out for like 220 230 250 whatever the batting can just kind of hang in there and either match the scores or get a you know slightly to 40 50 and let the bowling units do their job yeah. so yeah that's a blueprint for south africa <clears throat> yeah, that's exactly what even I've been saying for a while to many people. I've been saying South Africa just need to somehow score 300. And I'm actually confident that this batting lineup can get to 300 if they just score up to their averages and two, three batters consistently build on their start. So 300 is not too drastically impossible for this batting lineup. So it's possible and they just have to support their bowling attack. That is the way that South Africa are going to win. Uh, uh, it's the only chance. It's almost like in the end game where uh, uh, what's in Doctor Strange says there's only one out of like a million ways where they can win this thing. So it's, it's definitely <laughs> you, that. I actually, have a, I actually have a question about the. You know, I was reading uh, this somewhere mm-hmm. that there's a question between Ishan Sharma and Siraj, and I just find it kind of funny because 
while i get that you know ishan sharma has redeemed himself and really mm-hmm. done well and yada yada i think siraj is a real superstar like the way he bowled mm-hmm. in australia and then what he did to new zealand at vankade uh, a few days ago uh, like to yeah. me it's confirming that the question is still being asked i think siraj could really rip apart that lineup because keep in mind people talk about you know uh, uh, shami and umesh yadav ripping apart the south african batting lineup and all that umesh yadav isn't the greatest of test bowlers i don't even know if he's on the squad currently to be honest shami sorry he is he is he is right and shami really hasn't i mean he's getting older so i think the indian bowling lineup also has some questions so you know i think ashwin is a lock if he's healthy obviously which he is and i think he might turn out to be the key but yeah it will be really interesting to see how the bowl indian bowling lineup also turns out in this in these conditions mm. so just one yeah. thing i think rahul has indicated that india would prefer having a five bowling lineup which means that shardul and ashwin should play because i don't think they're going to leave the tail to be that deep <laughs> and um, i think siraj should start i think he should start every game and um, I, I've been a big fan of Siraj since he debuted in Australia, and I think one thing which I really like about Siraj is he is a thinking bowler of sorts, and it showed in the New Zealand series. I think that new ball burst in a turning wicket. I think that was one of the best uh, spells of a pace bowler I've seen on those mm-hmm. turning decks. Yeah. I think he's a very smart, canny cricketer, and I think he should start every game. I think Shami and Ishan should be rotated. It should be. Bumra and um, Siraj who play every game, and if that is the case, I don't see many question marks in India's bowling attack. I really think that they have a solid bowling attack. Bumra and Siraj play every game. Now the only question is the batting, and if they're going to play like five bowlers, or if they're going to play Rahane, or if they're going to play Vihari or Ayer, that is going to be a bit of the question. But I think if Siraj and Bumra start every game, I think we are in for a real good show in terms of pace bowling. Yeah, it's mostly think, the. Uh, no, yeah, I was going to yeah, say it's uh, mostly the case with uh, South Africa that you have an exhibition of fast pulling to watch. But yeah, Ani, go ahead. No, no, you're talking about how you want South Africa to get 300, and I can just imagine like India has got to you guys like 150 for six or something, and then <laughs> I don't know, like Vian Walder and uh, Keshav Maharaj come in and put like a 120 run partnership mm-hmm. or something like that. You know, you know, uh, like I can totally Vian... see that happening. You know that would not be so anticlimactic because Vian Mulder's best first-class performance was against India. A he scored a hundred. Yeah, uh, you know it's going to be like some stupid tail end combination. We <laughs> like Kashwin talked about the importance of getting tail enders out, but it seems like the rest of his teammates haven't. You know, like um, they were successful against yeah. England, though. So yeah, England's I mean, whole yeah, batting is, is, is tail enders. So it's... come on, England. Yeah, yeah exactly. look, wood and all hit against New Zealand, so really, it's not yeah. too far apart. Yeah. Expected. See, but yeah. for New Zealand, it's an aberration. So we dropped, we dropped, we just dropped points against uh, New Zealand because we couldn't get their tail out. Yeah, uh, but, and that too, that was in India. That's like unforgivably bad. Okay, no, but the, the the other points. <clears throat> sorry, sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, no. So the other point I had was like, you know, we talk about how Virat Kohli is kind of coasting on reputation. He hasn't really done a lot in a while. I think the equivalent to that in South Africa has been Kagiso Rabada. I think he's been like that number one bowler, like quote unquote number one bowler for a while. Even though he's kind of, I, I think he's really struggled. He hasn't really been himself 
for the last like year, year and a half or so. And uh, I think, you know, the I initially expected that the bowling attacks would play each other to a draw, essentially. Like they'd be equally potent. But now Nortia is out. We don't really know how well Duan Olivier is going to come back. And so it's really on Rabada to, you know, step back up and be, become the bowler that, you know, we know he can be. So he, he is that one guy, I think, for South Africa that, like, he needs to step up in order for the uh, contest to be even. Because if I think, if the bowling plays each other to a draw, then it's really about, you know, one or two innings can, like, be the game changer in the match. Because we both have, like, really, really shaky batting orders. So, so that was my... Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Rabada would benefit from a good break that he's had. It's about two months since he's actually played some competitive cricket, so that's actually good for him. Um, yeah, and I, th- I yeah. think uh, Rabada, <clears throat> Rabada might also, you know, he is a fiery character and all that, but I think he was taking, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> leading the bowling lineup a bit too personal, you know, and he was trying too hard. So, you're right, I feel this this might be a landmark series for him. But for me also, another... Interesting factor is Rishabh Pant. And I think back to Ben Stokes' oh, yeah. 258. And I, I'm wondering if, you know, Rishabh Pant has had his success uh, in Australia and all over and all that. And even in England, to be honest. But, uh, you know, I'd be very curious to see if he can do it in South Africa. Because if you're telling me that, you know, and I believe this, that Kohli could go with five bowlers, there's an added emphasis on Rishabh Pant. And I really wonder if he could go in the Ben Stokes direction of one of those big huge innings uh, that really takes away the game or if he, you know, if he struggles a bit. So, it'll be, for me, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. This series is yeah. quite interesting. It might be a bit more than the Ashes as well, if I may say so. And, and uh, Rishabh Pant has an issue with the moving ball. Granted, the ball doesn't swing as much at South Africa and they lack genuine swing bowlers except for a Vian Mulder. So it's interesting to see if this Vokes-type bowler that South Africa have could Really trouble punt in these conditions. So yeah, it's a that's an interesting is, battle to look at. Punt is low-key under some pressure because he was like truly bad in the in the England series. Yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah but I expect him get... to do well in like South Africa because you know it's like an Aus- it's slightly not as um you know you know an unfriend uh, Seema swinging unfriendly as Australia, but um, not as much as England either. So I expect him to do well mm. because. You know, if you go by the Warner template, the only other place where he's done well is South Africa. So, yeah. I, I think maybe Punt will also follow that same um, mode of playing. I think he might mm. have a big role to play here. And the thing with Rabada is, Nortia has really enabled, uh, take, uh, taken some of the pressure off him, you know, by leading the attack. And without Nortia, and if the other bowlers don't shine, I have a feeling that Punt will go after Rabada and really deflate his confidence. So, that mm. is... Always there to see. But as for the Shahzad's point of um, India-South Africa being more interesting than the Ashes, I think from a neutral perspective, nearly any series is more interesting than the Ashes in Australia. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, mean, I, I really look forward to Australia potentially thrashing England 5 nothing. But yeah, from a neutral standpoint, I can see why it kind of you know, it's the only, I think, series out there with five test matches now with the exception of maybe India-England occasionally or whatever. But yeah, it can get to be a bit of a grind. But I will say this, that, you know, I think your earlier point, the World Test Championship has really made a lot of this interesting. Like, if you ask me, 
a few years ago india south africa may not be as appealing because you know i would have kind of overlooked it thinking ki ha okay india is going to railroad south africa and you know there'll be the whole narrative of the final frontier and all that which to me as an aussie fan is a bit nauseating with india but i think the world test championship does you know uh, spice things up a bit like south africa you know they know that something's at stake in the series other than the just pride and all that stuff so yeah i think there's a added dimension there i hope the ashes picks up in intrigue as well but at the same time as an aussie fan i want them to railroad england five nothing regardless and get all those points yeah. so <laughs> right yeah um which brings us to the final session final sort of like talking point which usually we do before every series starts predictions for the india south africa series so what do you guys think who's winning i mean i guess india are favorites but what do you guys predicting who's the top run scorer or we can take a anyone can go who wants to go first i think india to one uh mm-hmm. top run scorer is i'll go kl rahul this one wow so let's mm-hmm. see i think i i think he hasn't truly come back i think he he was hot mm-hmm. during the england england series but he hasn't truly come back and he went through a truly horrific slump for mm-hmm. for a while so i'm backing him i'm 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 hoping he does well For Australia I think I'm going with the uh, with with your guy Aiden Markram as being the the breakout star the guy that uh, scores most runs mm-hmm. most wickets I think uh, Bumrah is back this time it, it has to be him I think it's been a while since he's been truly dominant he's been mm-hmm. low key like he's been kind of underrated um after that like kind of shitty New Zealand series that he had mm-hmm. uh but, but I think I think he's come back pretty well but he hasn't been truly dominant in the way he was so i i think i'm going to go just rebumber most wickets yeah. uh right yeah i kind of agree with you on some of those so my predictions actually going to be 1-1 because i've already read that the centurion test maybe losing one or two days train so i'm going to think that's going to be a drop uh but yeah it's going to be one all for me on predictions and um most runs so for india i'm going to go with uh Rishabh Pant and for uh, South Africa I'm going with Markram too. So I mean I, I was thinking Elgar but uh, yeah he's also a little old so um not sure he's going to get the top run score he's going to score runs but may not be the top so yeah Markram's definitely my choice. With the bowling I'm going with uh, Duane Olivier he's like the hot picket like for batters right now so I'm just going to take that gamble I'm going to go with Olivier for South Africa and Siraj for India. Yeah, but I think I'll go with Ani and I'll give India two-one victory. Even though mm-hmm. the rain might be predicted, I still feel that um, a result will be prized out of that game, especially since we're seeing a lot of those rain-affected games where teams somehow tend to collapse. Um, the Pakistan-Bangladesh game being the most recent um, <laughs> depiction of that. But um, in terms of top scorers with India. I guess I would like to say Kohli I said I've been saying this actually for the past 3 4 months he's due a big series he's due a big series but he hasn't so let me try one last time before I get proven wrong I hope I'm not proven wrong but I'll go with Kohli and as for South Africa it's really hard to look past Ayer and Markram but I would like to see you know someone like a Keegan Peterson do well and assure his place in the side um or some or maybe even rasi for that matter but i think ayden markham is most likely to do it um as for the bowling in india i if siraj plays all games i'll i'll give it to siraj but 
one thing is they have not played siraj in all games that's my only concern but otherwise it's siraj for me and um and turns to south africa i'm going with ngd because i think he did quite well in the last um south africa india series when india toured and that's when he became a mm. breakout bowler so and he did look good in that west indies series as well i i back him to begin his game so i'll go with ngd as my top wicket taker yeah i really think uh, for the sake of my comic relief and entertainment i'm going to pick south africa to win the series either 2 nothing <laughs> or 2 nothing uh, only because then i can watch some more uh, juicy debates on aaj tak and uh, arnab's channel with uh, how bad anushka has been but just getting there uh, no no i i genuinely think uh, you know i i want south africa to win and i think they can really pull it off um and i think the way that might happen is if you're telling me um, alan if you're telling me that the centurion test might be wiped out or whatever um you know i really have a feeling that south africa could kind of um, put on a surprise performance and i think if that has to happen then uh, the highest run scorer for south africa i know i mentioned aiden makram earlier but uh, i think dean elgar might be the highest run scorer you know he might just um stick it in there and you know play play a long innings or whatever so either dean elgar or aiden makram uh, wickets wise i think if they have to win you know the point made earlier was spot on that kagis or abada would have to um <clears throat> lead from the front i think for india um the highest run scorer it's a bit bizarre because you know i want to pick kohli but he really hasn't given me a reason to but i think yeah i would also go with a rishabh pant i think he might be a surprise element there and uh, bowling wise you know i'll i'll kind of pick a wild card here i'll pick ashwin uh, i know it's bizarre i'm picking a spinner in south africa but uh, i think maybe you know the guy could really shine there so while i mm. you know i know there's bumrah and siraj and all these guys uh, and i think they can really build up the pressure i think ashwin might reap the benefits of that pressure and really uh, take a few scalps so mm. either way i i either honestly realistically i want south africa to win but realistically i can see a one all draw happening as well uh, <clears throat> which might be a fair result given the you know the weirdly even nature of both these squads so yeah yeah let's see let's see what happens yeah it's on that note i guess a uh, few more days to the boxing day tests and i hope uh, everyone has like a good time watching two exciting or at least one exciting test match and oh uh, two exciting series that are coming our way so yeah until the next episode uh, this is uh, alan signing off dozani signing off alan yeah, signing off shahzad signing off thanks guys yeah and see you all next time